You're listening to the Truth and Love Ministries Church Podcast. And guess what? It's the fifth Sunday, so that means we get to hear a power-packed word from Pastor Anthony Lewis. All right, let's think about something. Today, you're going to have the opportunity to use what God has given you to take your next step towards your purpose or complain and remain where you are. It may not feel like it, but the word says God has already given you everything you need to live a godly life. This week, Pastor Lewis challenges us to take what God has already put in our hands, use it, then watch as God's power shows up. I don't don't take it lightly being before you this morning. I thank God for an opportunity when Pastor asked us to come and bring the word today. I counted a joy and a blessing. I feel like a kid in a candy store. I feel like saying, sick him to a bulldog, so let's go, amen. <laughs> amen, I'm serious, man. This, yes, sir, I love this him, him. But now, I'll tell you why. Because the word of God, man, has blessed me so tremendously. The time I learned how to spend before God, and not a brag, Lord knows it ain't. And like I said, don't ever get to the point where you got the, all you got is the Bible and the TV, and then you turn the TV off, and you got the word of God. That's what you need to do anyway, but I'm just saying. Pick the word up in your busy schedule. Put the word in your life. Hallelujah. Or either better yet, put your life in the word. Amen. How about that? Okay. All right. Um, There's some powerful things, man, I want to share with y'all today. And I I know it's going to bless you because it blessed me. So let's get started. Uh, Let's go to the book of Exodus, the fourth chapter. Want to start right there, there. And, um,. In the Exodus, the fourth chapter. But really, you know what, y'all? Let's do chapter 3, verse 21. Then we'll go to the, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Start at uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 21. Then we're going to flip over to chapter 4. Amen? Amen. All righty. <coughs> you have it? Say Amen. If you don't say wait, all right, I'll just say wait a minute. You got to wait in the back now. Got it, okay. Now, it says this, and I'm reading from the, um, uh, the version that might not be your version. I forgot what version I got, but this is what it says. It says, and I will give this people grace in the eyes of the Egyptians so that when you go out, you will go out with your hands full. Now, this is God talking. He's talking to Moses, okay? This is Moses standing before God, talking. God says in verse 22, For every woman will get from her neighbor and from the woman living in her house ornaments, silver and gold clothing, and you put them on your sons and your daughters. You will take the best, listen, somebody said the best, the best. of their goods from the Egyptians. God said, I'm going to give you the Egyptians' best stuff to take with you, Moses, now, let's go to uh, the, uh, chapter 4. Okie dokie. Let's go to chapter 4 here and see what that says. Now, and Moses answering. Now, listen what, now, now, now we know who's talking first was God. Look at what Moses answered. Moses answered and said, It is certain that they will not have faith in me or give ear to me, my voice, for they will say, you have not seen the Lord. Okay. Now, and the Lord said to him, this is God talking to Moses again now, what is that in your hand? And Moses said, a rod. 
Let me put this thing before you now. Let, 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 let me paint this picture before you. God is telling Moses, I got something for you to do. And like Pastor pointed out the other day, I'm going to be with you. You're going to go out with your hands full. You're going to have all these folks go. you have all this stuff. God talking. for God get through Moses. They ain't going to believe me. They ain't going to listen to me. They're going to say that I didn't hear you. Amen. Somebody said, Moses, stop complaining. Moses, now, let's go now to uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. Amen, amen. 2 Peter chapter 1. Let me get there. Okay, you have it. Say amen. amen. Don't say wait. No waiters. All right. Simon Peter, a servant, apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who with us have a part in the same holy faith in the righteousness of our God and Christ Jesus. May grace and peace ever be increasing in you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse three. Because by his power, this is the person I want to lock in. He has given us, somebody said what? Every what? Everything. Necessary for life and what? All righteousness. Through the knowledge of him who has been our guide by his glory and his virtue. He has given us everything we need pertaining to life. And godliness. Amen. Somebody said he done gave us everything we need. Amen. Repeat after me. Just stop complaining. Stop complaining. You what you got. Look at your name. We're going to say it again. Just stop complaining. You what you got. The question that kept being in my mind. When God told me this. Is that we serve an awesome God. But why do we always complain? Man, we can't be satisfied. God will give us a hot day, and we'll say it's too hot. He'll give us a rainy day, and we say it's messy. He'll give us a cold day, we'll say it's too cold. When is there ever a time that man can be satisfied? He'll give us a, 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 a raise on our job. But it wasn't enough. He give us some time off, but it ain't enough time. Look at look at your neighbor and say, "What's wrong with us?" God in heaven, it's he, he good, brother, uh, 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 brother Burdett, that he's a patient God. Because I get tired of y'all. If I mean, you know what, y'all get tired of me, right? If I was always complaining, I complain about what I eat. Got food in the freezer, but that ain't what I want. You know, I'm complaining about it because it just ain't what I want. I can have ham hocks, uh, name it, y'all, whatever in there. Ham hocks, uh, pigtail, neck bone, oxtail. Now, now, that, that, that rich man got them oxtail now because them things high now. That rich man. Oxtail, that's right. I ain't bought you. 
And they go to Brother Mark's house. You know what? We had them. Okay. <laughs> we had them until them other folk got them. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's okay. They're too much work. They're too much money for me, though. I look at them, man. Them things cost a lot of money. But now the bottom line is this. All of that. But ain't nothing in there. I remember a time. I raved on my grandparents now. So y'all got to remember, I ain't but 51. But I'll worry about grandma and them. I remember a time when the chicken saved our life. Everybody in the house had a part of the chicken that they ate. My part was the thigh. My sister liked the drumstick. My mama ate the bread. My granddaddy had the two backs. And then my grandmama would get the, uh, um, the wings. Everybody in the house, boy, broke that chicken down, boy, and we did it all right. And we did it, and, and we broke it down. Let me tell you something. And it was on a regular basis. Sometimes grandma would throw a little gravy around it. Sometimes she'd throw a few biscuits with it. Sometimes she'd come in there, man, she'd fry it with some black-eyed peas. Sometimes she'd throw some cone in there. It's still chicken. And get what Pat on, it was still good. And, and, and the thing about it, it that you didn't hear no complaining about that. But what has happened that everything we do, we complain about it. We complain to God. We complain to each other. Husband complain to wife. Wife complain to husband. Children complain to parents. And I know for a fact, one of those used to complain to my mom because my mom didn't have no money. I mean, bottom line, you be complaining? Man, get out of here. I can complain, but they won't do no good. My mama didn't have Nathan. <laughs> Nathan, brother. She didn't have it. She didn't have it, baby. I was the only kid, like I said, on the trip to, uh, we should go to the Soto Carving right back in the day. How many, anybody ever went to Soto Carving back when you, we always went to Soto Carving. The, uh, fourth grade, fifth grade, all the schools go to the Soto Carving, go there and look at it. It was a beautiful place. I was the only kid with a paper sack lunch. On that trip, because my mama didn't have the $10 that everybody needed to eat when they ate out. I, well, I, didn't, I didn't feel like it was. Yeah, it was the best one, because I was able to eat my two hamburgers that were huge. They were real big. Mama put them together now. Like I had a meatloaf salmon. But, 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 but it was good. But think about it. I looked at my sack, and I complained. Because we don't know what we have. I said all that to say this. We don't know the God we serve. We don't realize the God we got, y'all. We just we think we think we think the God we serve is just big as our house and the little part of Opelika we live in. Our little old front room and back room, that's really all of God. No, baby. God is bigger than that. He's bigger than we can imagine. God told me, do what God told me. God said, I'm I'm talking to you right now. And all the eight, and guess what? All the eight, what billion people? I think it's about eight billion in the world right now, they say. They coming and going. You know, everybody, you know, got some, some going out, some coming in. But about eight billion at one time, whatever. And he said, I can talk to all of them at one time. And I can talk to all of y'all about a different thing. I said, Lord, look at this. I just sat there, man, in my, in, my, in, my, in my little room and said, wow. And he said, I can talk to you about this and that and about this one. And he said, I can use a million subjects on each one of y'all and talk to y'all about a million different things at one time and answer you, hallelujah, at the same time. 
Now, that's the kind of God we're dealing with. But somebody said we forget. Somebody said forget. Yeah. We forget what or who he is. Uh, let, let's go to Moses. We're going to start with Moses. We're going to work our way. We're going to end up in Acts. But we're going to start with Moses right now. Uh, let, look at Moses. Uh, well, uh, Brother Lewis, what you talking about? Well, Moses, um, Exodus chapter 4. Talking to God. God been to send him on a, on a mission. Something that's very important to God's heart. Because you read the story and you meditate on it, you'll see that the Bible said, God, I am come down. And I've heard the cry of my children. And God said, I am come down. So, so you got God sending Moses on a, on a uh, mission to what would be called, um, they, today they might call it a suicide mission. Because Pharaoh at the time was the most powerful man on the earth, you know, at that particular time. So uh, he's going to give Moses a Rambo mission, see. But the thing about it was, Rambo had all that stuff with him, but Moses had God. But didn't realize that he, you know what I'm saying. So I don't mind going on a Rambo mission with, with God, Brother Marcus. But, but Moses didn't understand what he had. I'm going to show you what, what Moses ended up having. Now, okay, Moses answered him and said, well, we don't talk about God done said, but Moses answered him and said, you know, uh, they're going to say that uh, 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 I'm not, you're not with me. They're going to um, not have faith in me or give ear to my voice. In other words, Moses, they ain't going to even listen to me. He said, uh, they're going to say you have not seen the Lord. And look at what God did. God asked Moses a question. He said, what is that in your hand? Now, let me ask you a question. God ain't foolish, is he? He ain't dumb. Don't y'all know God know what that was in Moses' hand? Why did he ask Moses that? So Moses could know. He showed me some things about that rod. They're going to bless you. Tell you what. Moses said, it's a rod, God. God said, put it down on the earth. And he put it down to earth, and it became a snake, and Moses ran from it. This is something God showed me about the thing. Everybody in here got something that God done put in your hands. Everybody. Oldest, biggest, youngest. Don't you go nowhere and let nobody tell you that you don't have something that God wants you to use that you done put in your hand. He put it there. Then he showed me, he said, now, he said, son, he asked me a question. I'm going to ask y'all this. Where did Moses get that rod from? When did he get it? I said, I'll write a while back. Where would you say he got it from? Let's let, let just, we ain't going to be theologians, but let's just, you know, throw a little theological thinking in there. Huh. When he left Egypt, they said, uh, some of them, I see on, on the uh, movie, they put a rod in hand. But I don't believe they, they gave no rod uh, when, they, when they left. I believe it was while he was on the backside of that desert. While he was tending those sheep. When he was in that time of God bringing him up. Hallelujah. In that rough time, in that hard time, is when God will put that thing in your hand that you need to use. And that's how Moses got that rod. The rod was there. Now, now, God told him, said, now what is that in your hand? He said, lay it down. He laid it down. Let me ask you this. Who turned the rod into a serpent? Somebody said, God did it, right? Look at somebody said, that's the power of God. Your rod by itself ain't going to turn to no serpent, sister none. But the power of God. God was showing Moses. 
If you take what I gave you, hallelujah, and use it, my power will show up. Let me, let me let, let, let flip it to us now. What is it that you're sitting on that you're supposed to be using? What is it? What gift you got? What, what, what thing you got that God is saying use, but you're saying, they ain't going to listen to me. They ain't going to hear me. They ain't going to even think about me. They're going to say that I ain't supposed to be doing this. They're going to say I'm not qualified. They're going to say I'm not the one. How many people know it don't matter what they say? If God has given you a gift, I want you to use that gift. God wants you to use that gift. Time out for us looking around or looking on the outside for certain things. I heard people say, you know, they don't have no, they don't have no, no, no men conference. Uh, I'm up thinking I find me a church that have one. Why you can't start now? Maybe God wants you to start. They ain't got no cheering ministry. I'm going to a church where they got a cheering ministry. Cause I got some children. Maybe you need to help start it. Huh? What if everybody, what if Pat Nunn look out there and say, I want me a church that got some members. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I'm tired of preaching to the pew. I'm going to find me a church that got me some members, man. Got me a deacon bowl. I'm tired of coming out here doing everything. Shoot. Find me a bowl. <laughs> Think about it. What if he said that? He leave, right? But look at what God wants us to do. Let me ask you a question. Look back at your text. When he throwed that down and it turned to a snake, what did Moses do? Start running from your gift, baby. Start running from your calling. But what did God tell him to do to it, brother, brother? He said, grab body. Lord have mercy. It's going to take some, brother, Marcus. Because that snake, I ain't, I'm going to tell you right now, about me. You bring a snake in here, you can have the whole place. You can have it. He knows you. Know, you can have the play. You can have the mic. Everything. You can have the pew. You put him in my car. You can have it. I ain't gonna fight it much. I, I I can't do it right now. I'm gonna need some help. So I'm gonna tell you the honest truth. I can't do it. Ain't nothing I can do. But try to step on him. You know. But hey, I'm just saying like this. God wants you to take that thing that's scary. And I'm gonna tell you something. It's scary. Am I right about it? Whatever it is that God got that you need to be doing for him, it's scary. But let me ask you a question. Why is it that the folks that in their wrong calling ain't scared? <laughs> folks ain't got no been to preaching love to my <laughs> And please don't hold me for saying this. Folks that don't care nothing about, they really ain't got no been saying, you can't get the mic out of the hand. If they turn around, they got the mic. I'm just saying, man. But it's easy for, why is it? You know why it's so easy? That ain't none of their calling. But let God start messing in their field, dealing with some people. And you know what? It's a good thing I think we'd be scared. See, this man here taught me something about that. If you get too confident, then it start being you. Whatever it is that God got you doing, if you get too confident, you start knowing, I can do this without God. And you're on the road to messing up. You're finna mess up everything 
when you start thinking you can do it without God. He told him to take it by the hand. Take it by the tail. And when he took it by the tail, it turned back to a rod. Now, how do people know that God will be with you when he tells you to do anything? But most of us, and I hate to say this, I got to tell it like you tell me to tell it. Most of us don't know what it is because we ain't talking to him. We don't take enough time to talk to God to actually see what it is that he wants us to do. Now, let, let's go to Acts. We, we need Acts right quick. Let's go to Acts chapter 27. 27 and 31. Now, let me, let me, let me set this up for you. We're going to set this one up. The Apostle Paul is a slave on this ship, okay? They sell him for Crete. Now, if you read the whole story, it's a good story. I love it. I love to read it. I love it, man. The whole uh, 27 chapter is beautiful. Powerful. But Paul tell him in the beginning, we don't need to make this journey now. Now, let's not make it now, you see. But they disregarded Paul. They disregarded him. And so uh, they went on. And Lauren, what happened was, in the midst of their journey, a storm came. And I ain't talking about no joking storm. It, it was like, man, a typhoon. It, it was rough, brother, uh, brother, brother, brother. And what happened was, <coughs> everybody on the ship got scared. I'm setting this thing up to get you 31. Everybody on the ship getting scared. Boy, the captain, everybody, all the men, they getting scared. But Paul had had a vision from God. And Paul had told him, said, now this night an angel stood before me and told me that he's going to take care of us. In 31, let's read 31. Paul said to the captain of his men, of these men, and his men, he told all of them, he said, if you do not keep these men in the ship, you will not be safe. Okay? So, 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 it, like the angel told him, except you abide in the ship, you're going to lose your life. Okay? God done told Paul that if they stay in the ship, keep that in your mind. I need y'all to hold on to that part. You're going to be all right. Then what God said. Now, let's move on a bit. Let's go down. We want to go to verse 40. Let's go to 42. Yeah. All right. Now, that got bad now. In verse 42, it got really rough. It said, on men start to put their prisoner to death because the waves, if you look at 40, 41, the waves and everything done tore the ship to pieces, Amen. tore it apart. It said the armed men were putting the prisoners to death so that no one would get away by swimming. Now, but the captain desiring to protect Paul, keep Paul safe, kept them from their purpose and gave orders to those who had knowledge of swimming were to go off of the ship and to get the land first. Amen. Paul, I want you to lock in on the verse 44. And the rest, somebody read 44 for me. Read 44. All right. Some came on boards, some was on broken pieces of the ship. But all of them made it what? Saved to the land. Now, how many people know that if they hadn't stayed with that ship, wouldn't be no boy to ride? 
How many know if they hadn't stayed with their ship, wouldn't be no broken pieces to hold on to? But because they finally, listen to what Paul said, stayed in the ship, they were able to make it. What am I trying to say? Baby, in order to get from that ship that was tearing up to land, they had to use what they had. Some of them might have been floating on a sign. Some of them might have, some of them might have had the part of the boat that with the wheel. You know how the wheels spin? Somebody might have been hanging on to that. Somebody might have been hanging on to a sail. But however it was, they made it. They had to use what they had. Now, I'm going to tell you something about us. I'm going to say about us. Something I've learned over the years is that if you're going through something in your life, or let's say you're going through a hard time, it could be financially, let's use financially. And you look around at everybody else, seeing like, boy, they, like the kid used to say, they got something new now. I don't know what they're saying now, Angela. They used to say they were balling and shot calling when you, when you got it going on. Now they say something different now. Because I try to stay with it, but I, I ain't. I ain't quick as I used to be. I know they be talking about stuff being lit. Everything lit now. But they used to say you were balling and shot calling. But when you look, when you look at folk that's balling and shot calling, so Sean, it makes you start looking at your stuff saying, I don't want to want this. You know what I'm saying? It makes you look at your car and be like, shh, I get so tired of riding this whole thing. Then they go by, boom, boom. And you just, <laughs> smell it this time of year, here come take time. <laughs> yes, sir. Folks is balling. Shot calling. Calling the shot, baby. Give them about three months, though. And that when that, 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 that the snap man gonna be balling and car calling. That Joe going to sell a car. Let me tell you what he's going to do. He's going to sell a car five times. Tell you what he's going to do. He's going to sell that car now when them Joe go get it. And they ain't going to pay cash now. I've been there done it. I'm telling you what I know. They're going to put a down payment on it. They're going to keep that other three, four thousand in their pocket. Then what's going to happen here? They're going to mess around by and ball and shot call until around by. Let's say I'll give them mate. Listen, no. February, March, April. I'll give him May or June. Snap man gonna have it, boy. And what Snap man gonna do is gonna get it, price it right back up, and sell it again. And if it sit there, he'll do it again next year. And the next year. Why? I was a joker doing it. That's why I know I was the one bringing in the two, three thousand. Rather than using what I had. Somebody said, well, brother, I ain't got nothing. That's what you think. See, all you got to do is, let me, let, me, let me tell you what God taught me, a valuable lesson. You don't learn nothing else. Learn this right here. Learn this. Whatever it is, if it's a job or however you're making money, however you're getting it, if you take it and put it before the Lord, even if you got to say, you got $5 and you got to say $3, from that check every week 
And next week you got six. Then the next week you have what? Nine. Then 12. You got to do it that way to get your ride. Do it that way. And if you got to walk while you're saving, do it. In other words, you what you got. Operate where you at. Because if you're trying to operate on a level that you're not on, you are doomed for destruction. It's going to happen. Not if it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to pass. You're going to pass out. You're going to die. It ain't going to make it. You're not, it's not going to happen. Been there. I done begged God. I done pleaded with God. I done pulled all my house. He ain't got no house now. He ain't going to do it. You're going to have to take responsibility for what you're doing and learn how to use what you got. Man, let me tell you something. I got so bad one time as a young dumb fool. Amen. There was a time, man, when I would pay a joker and go right back and bar. Same day. Yeah. I'm about 20 years old, man. I'll pay a joker, man. Before I can get out, go right back and borrow from him. And the joker just look at me, man, and just laugh. I didn't care. I need the money. Laugh him a face if you want to. All that, man. Paying, man. I owed him a whole week. Soon I paid him, I said, brother, can I get this back? And every time I get what he said, pal, I said, man, you should have kept it. I don't care. I needed it. But God taught me how to use what I had. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say this. The gifts, talents, whatever you have, use it. You know, sometimes sometimes you might not be able to sing to make no money, but if you got help and strength, you can sweep a yard. You can, you can cut a grass, cut some grass. That, all I'm saying is you can, you, can, uh, you can clean up a house. I'm saying all that for anybody that's saying, I can't, I can't make it. I can't make it happen. Ain't nobody, I don't believe, got to sweep no grass or whatever. I'm just saying what I'm saying because God will give you what you need. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to transition now. Y'all see where I'm going? He'll give you everything you need pertaining to life and godliness. Let's go there. That's the next verse. Let's go to uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. That's the transition we're making right now. 2 Peter chapter 1. That chapter is so supernaturally awesome. I'm going to show you what I mean when we get there. 2 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to dissect these verses one by one. And we're going to be through after a while. <laughs> All right. 2 Peter chapter 1. Peter, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who with us have a part. Now, I like what he's doing. He did who he writing to. So, so I knew he writing to me. Because he said, he said, to those who with us have a part in the same holy faith in the righteousness of our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Can you say that's you? That's me. That's us. Okay. Verse 2. May grace and peace, I like this, be ever increasing in you. Grace and peace. So it's prayer to you. I mean, it's prayer for you. Or his, his, his um, uh, salutations to us is that he pray that grace and peace is increasing in us. Look at what he said. Through the knowledge of God 
of our, the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That word knowledge always make me see intimately acquainted. To, to know him, because you can know about Jesus, but to know him, I can see you increasing in grace and peace. Look at what it says, verse 3. But by his power, he has given us everything. Somebody say everything. everything. Pertaining to life and God. Let's start right there. Why is it when we look around, we look outside for the answer? Tell somebody, it ain't outside. The answer's in him. The answer's in Jesus Christ. I should not ever have to call the psychic hotline. I should never have to call somebody and get an answer. from somebody. Now, every now and then, I need to have a friend I can talk to. I ain't saying that. I'm saying your ultimate friend, your ultimate answer has to come from God. If he's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, let, let's start right there and you life first. Everything pertaining to life. Name some things. Somebody help me. Food. What else? Shelter. Shelter. What else? Clothing. Clothing. What else? Peace of mind. What else? All of it. He said, I have given you everything. He's given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Now let me share this with you. What about the godliness thing? He's given us that as well. He put that in through his Holy Spirit in us. Now, I can't love him, Pastor. He just wanted, some people won't let you love him, Pastor. Huh? Some people won't let you love him. The bottom line is this. Then the folks you got to love. Because he put it in me, right? So the love is in me. I got to allow the Holy Spirit to help bring it out. Because it's in me, Terry. It's in me. It's in me to have patience. It's in me. I'm going to tell you something else that I tell myself every day. It's in me to have self-control. I'll not let a biscuit drive me crazy. I'll not let Krispy Kreme dictate my life. I'll not give power to Ben and Jerry. See what I'm saying? Rock and roll. I shouldn't let rock and roll, you know, be the one that died for me. M&M's. I'm guilty. Cream sodas. See? See, here's, no, I'm, I'm serious, y'all. I had to tell you. What is, let me ask you this. What's that? Thing? No, 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 you know, it's funny about the food thing, but what do you got that you talking to? You need to be talking to some stuff. I'm over there talking to food. You may, be, you may need to be talking to them a cigarette. You know? I hope nobody ain't got no bong. Maybe you got a bong, talk to it. I don't need to be doing this. <laughs> Let's be real. We all got some things that we know them well we don't need to be doing. And he done tell us, he done told us, I've given you what? Everything pertaining to life and godliness. Oh, mindset. I like what mindset. Righteousness. That's godliness, right? The Bible said Abraham believed God. It was accounted unto him or accredited to him for righteousness. So it's another thing that came to me. Romans 10. Within Romans 10 and 9, I don't know if it's 9 or 11 around now. It says, the word of God, I mean the faith in which we speak, it's even in our mouth. 
That, that, that blessed me. It's so close to He's given us everything. It's in our mouth, sister brother. What I need is in my mouth, sister Terry. It's in my mouth. I, I ain't got no business struggling or needing something if I'm a Christian. Amen. Brother Arthur said something powerful a while ago. He said, peace of mind. How much is that worth? How much is that worth? How much is it worth to be able to lay down at night and go to sleep? And not to worry. Oh, my God. About what's going to happen tomorrow. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever went to sleep worried they're going to have a house tomorrow? Because they were going to take you home? I've been down that road before in my life. Worried all night long. Didn't know who to call, brother, brother. But all I could do was call Jesus. Amen. Everybody, they're tired of you. They see you coming, they close the door. Don't go lock up tight, brother Margaret. There ain't nobody staying you. I told Sister Brenda about that that time when me and my wife was uh, living in our van. Back when, a long time ago, back when I was like, when Scooter was born. Josh went off. I'm lying. Scooter was, Scooter was two. Josh was, she pregnant with Josh. Scooter was to be two. Went to a deacon's house. Went to a deacon's house. Pastor Nunn. A deacon's house. I, don't, I can say that a thousand times. This man was a deacon in the church. Not the church, but the church. At night, ran out of money, pampers, all that, didn't have no job, on crutches, half of my foot gone, asked the man for $20 for a $20 hotel. He said, I ain't going to do it. Turn us back out in the cold. His wife come to the door, broke down, and said, he gave me this to buy groceries with. $20. I don't know what kind of grocery they were going to have. <laughs> Even back then in the 80s. That was in 89 or 90. She said, y'all can have the 20. And that was God. Touch your heart. Because we didn't have nowhere to go. And the bottom line with this. God provided. And you know what? I look back on them times. And those times are my rod. Those times when he would give me a rod, bro, Keith. Those times, Sister Audrey, is when I got my rod in my hand. And I'm able now to cast it down. To know when trouble comes my way, God got my best interest in hand. It's something he's teaching this boy. Something I, I got to learn this. It don't mean call around and get worried and scared. You tell you to call, call. I'm just saying, that means trust him. It means trust him. Went there, we got the little hotel for the next night. Every night it was $20. Lord have mercy, it was rough. But that lady stayed beside me. That's why I know she ain't hardly going nowhere now. It done been rough. I mean, it done been real rough. So she didn't put a long haul. I mean, she'd be there when I'm, you know, we hang my way, hang on in there, pal. 
I said all that to say this. God is a God, church, that's given us what we need. But my thing is, are we willing to use what he's given us? Let's move on a little bit. I got to get down to one more verse, but I want to lock in. Uh, virtue. Anybody ever looked up that word? That word virtue blessed me when I looked it up. Anybody know what virtue means? Somebody tell me what virtue means without Googling it. Virtue, high moral standards. That blessed me because I never knew what that word mean. I always thought I did. I had an idea of what it meant. But they have higher moral standard. His glory and his high moral standard. Every Christian, our standards of, of, of our living standard, when it comes to morality, needs to be high. We don't need to have a low virtue. We don't need to walk around and just, you know, think anything or let anything come in our mind, say anything out of our mouths. Verse 4 says, and through this, he has given us hope of great reward, highly to be valued. I love that right there. Stop right there. Do you value what God is doing in your life right now? Or are you just saying, I can't wait to get out of it? Do you value your trials? Do you value what God is doing, church? Because it's worth more than you can imagine. Let me tell you something God showed me. Do you know the work that he's doing on you is going to last forever? In other words, the work, the love he put in your heart, the things he's doing in your heart is going to last even when you get to heaven. It's going to last. Only what we do for him is what's going to last. We concentrate on so many other things. And then I'm going to get ready to close in a minute. But look at what it says here next. It says, being, God being made, no, wait a minute, so that we, we may have a part in him. See verse 4. Through this he has given us the hope Great reward, highly valued, so that we may have a part in God's being. Look here. Be made free from destruction, which is through the world, through the desires of the flesh. Now, he's going to tell you how to do it. I want you to meditate on this. This week, you get a chance. So, for this very cause of all the stuff he's talking about, he said you need to join virtue to faith. Faith. And add to your faith, knowledge to your virtue, self-control to your knowledge, a quiet mind to self-control, fear of God to a quiet mind. Y'all see where you're going with it? Everything. He's saying, join this to this to this. And you read at the end. Here's a verse 8 is why I want to lock in and close. But if you have these things in what? Good measure? They will make you fertile and full of fruit in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To put everything in a nutshell, y'all, he has given us everything we need. Let's use what we got. Look around at the church. Everybody take a look around. Everybody look around. I'm sure if you wrote down, if I had a, if I had a piece of paper for everybody to write down something and ask what truth and love needs, you probably would put down a different thing. But let me ask you a question. As you write that thing down, if we did that, I'm not going to do it, but if we did that, what can you bring to the church? What can you do? I'm going to do, like, do like Kennedy did. Ask not what the church can do for you. 
But what can you do for the church? What can you do for true love? Are you a greeter? The ushers are there, they're greeters too. But how about you might go to the other door and greet folks? I mean, that might not be what you do. Maybe you are the, um, a server. Maybe you ought to act God and say, Lord, maybe I'll give me a donut and coffee ministry. You know? Sometimes folks leave church without eating. They may want a donut and some coffee. I heard a man say that a lady did that up at uh, Fair Baptist for years. And when the lady died, they really met that lady. And that's all she did was bring donuts and coffee every Sunday. And she had upgraded. She started bringing a thermos. She upgraded to a big machine thing, which out front, donut coffee in the foyer. I'm not saying bring it. I'm saying it's an example. What is it that you're supposed to be doing? Stop looking around trying to find where you need to go and pray your own pun and say, God, what can we do for the church? What can I do right here? You know, a lot of times, I, don't get me wrong, I love to sing. I do. And I'm going to be honest with you. I love to sing, boy, and get in a church, boy, everybody just, Holy Ghost, Jesus, I love that. Everybody jumping up and down, having a good time. Now, I don't want to do that every time. But, you know, every now and then. But that ain't what I, I want to do what God want me to do. Everybody, I like to be in a place where, I mean, my God, where we packed out and, man, we just being blessed, blessing people. But this is what God wants us. This is what we're supposed to be. Let's do something about what we are. Let's use what we got. Let's praise what we got. Let me ask you a question. And don't feel bad about this, but how many people on your job do you tell about your church? Anybody? We got one. Got two, got three, got four. Okay. More than four folks in here. Can we do that? Can we share something about it? You wonder why a lot of these churches fool and the preacher ain't preaching nothing. I'm just going to be honest with you, they ain't preaching nothing. Because folks going out bragging. See, they may not know it, it ain't Holy Ghost headquarters. But they've been told it was. <laughs> it ain't Holy Ghost headquarters, pal, no. But they've they been told it was. <laughs> and they coming. Where you sitting at? I'm at Holy Ghost headquarters. Don't even realize that ain't it, sister. But they sitting up in there. And then they tell one. Then they go out and reach out to Holy Ghost headquarters. Then everybody Holy Ghost. Then before you know it, the headquarters full. <laughs> but we don't even talk about our headquarters. Won't say nothing. Where do you go to church at? True love. Well, true love. <laughs> you say, where you go? To the love. No, true love. What's your bad name? Adnan. <laughs> Who? Adnan. <laughs> what's your wife's name? Nina. Had to get up in here, huh? <laughs> Lord, have a, won't tell nothing, man. Yeah, y'all got a choir? Yeah, we got a choir. Y'all got a choir? Yeah, yeah, we got a choir. Won't tell nothing. Everybody's scared. 
scared, man. That way, look around. You ain't gonna expect. Let me tell you something. You may have a bad pork chop. You may you may almost pork chop stand. <laughs> I don't know where they're coming from. And had a big pork chop this side over lot. But if you don't advertise, then they may smell some smoke. And you get a few of them off the smoke smell. You got some folks that know that they're gonna see where the smoke coming from. But if you don't have a tie, so Sean, ain't nobody gonna fool with your stuff. They ain't coming. Because you got to advertise. Same thing with anything. You got to let folk know I go to truth and love. And boy, Pat Don be getting down. You understand me? Boy, you need to come over here. Sometimes, man, I tell folk that. See, Matt, the only problem now, I don't get a chance to see many folk. Cause I don't go a lot of places in the daytime. So I'm thinking about getting me a, a, a loudspeaker rigged up by my house. It's a little probably gonna unplug it. She don't want it, she don't want it. But I'm thinking about I can sit in the one with Brother Morgan and say, hey! <laughs> troop and love, troop and love, baby. Say, you want what to go so you're feeling down, Jordan. You're having a bad day. <laughs> I'm for real, man. It, you know what? That's a joke, but you know, it ought to be the truth, though. Whatever it is we do, we ought to want to do it to glorify God. And Lord, know, let them know, man. If you've been blessed, you know, I bet you I'm going to close my eye. But if I close my eye, let everybody say they blessed, everybody raise their hand. How many are blessed by every Sunday when Pastor preached the word? I'm going to close my eye. I ain't going to hold my eye. Now, now, probably not every hand went up, didn't it? Just a little, every hand go Okay. Uh, he didn't want to know. I don't. Hey, who looked around? Somebody said, know the boat. Okay. Every hand went up. There you go, so, 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 so Betty got you, bro, bro. Every hand went up. Got your back, bro. Now, now, now. Every hand went up. That same hand that went up, I challenge you. Like, Pat, no, I'm give a challenge. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the, the bro Lua challenge. Tell somebody about the church. This week, instead of talking about fooling them, if they talk and say, look, just be quiet. Cut some of that out. I don't want to hear that today. I'm going to tell you about my church. Do that and see what happens. Just see what happens. You like me at home? Call somebody. Tell them about the church. Please try it. Just try it. Try it. And I promise you, if you do that, you're going to see it's going to bless you. Might not be today, but it'll come. Use what you got. How many people know uh, I'm going to use Pastor Nunn's story? He blessed me with it. Pastor Nunn, you remember the story you told me about your chicken, bro? That you take a chicken and and uh, didn't put no season, they're boiling. And you had that you all week with him, right? All week long. Every week. every week. See? Not just one week. I'm trying to give him a week. He said every week. That means four, 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 four weeks a, a month. That's what he had. And he used what he had, didn't he? Used what he had. I bet you lose no weight, neither did he. Had all the strength he needed. I'm telling you, boy. 
We ain't got the ball and shot call. But whatever we do, yeah, you what you got. You what you got. And don't and and I used to be a kind of guy, and I keep talking, but I don't want to be quiet in a minute, but I used to be a guy, Brother Marcus, when a guy come to me, a person, I met a person, I shoot myself or they shot me. You ever seen a person like that? You so low self-esteem, you shoot yourself before they shoot you. Because you've been shot so much. But I ain't that man no more. But I used to be him. If anybody here like that, I challenge you. Put that before God. Don't shoot yourself down. Don't put yourself down. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are somebody. And you are beautiful. And God loves you so much. You know what? Even if it ain't nothing but God, let me tell you something. You may feel like ain't nobody love you but God, but baby, that's more than the world. That's more than the world. If God loves you, it don't matter who don't love you. Because you are loved with an everlasting love. And I'm learning every day of my life that that man loved me. He loved me, bro. He loved me more. And I'm, I, I, I want to get to the point where I understand his love for me. We don't know yet. Me and Pastor were talking on the phone the other day. We ain't got to the point well, we really know the love of God, how much he kept for us. He loves us so much. Oh, man. But I want you to rest in that fact. Don't shoot yourself because you feel inferior. Right now, I tell anybody, my pastor right now, I don't care who preaching, nowhere. If Jake's up there, I'll put my pastor against him any day. Because I know he ain't nothing but a man. And I know he hear God. So, so if you ever see me and Pastor Nunn walking in and you got Jake's and Donna McClurk in there, get ready because we're going to do what we do. I ain't trying to be Donnie. My name Anthony. Donnie be Donnie. And, you know, and I've always, I feel that way because I'm going to use what I got. Women, women. These days, but everybody, let me, Lord, can I say that? Yeah, Jesus said. Everybody want to be shaped the same way. You the shape God gave you. Talk to the women. Men, you what God gave you. If it won't grow, let it go. <laughs> if it grow, add some color or some more. No matter. You what you got. Bro, don't worry about it. <laughs> you look good like you, Pastor. You look great. You're going to be hard to preach with that toupee on, bro. I know for me, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. You're going to be hard for me to sit in here. I love you, though. I love you, bro. I love you through it all. <laughs> you know, bro, Mark ain't going to be able to handle it. I know he ain't going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't lend to that, bro. Don't lend to that. <laughs> don't lend to it. I watched him do it. I didn't know uh, one of the barbers was bald. And then he took his hat off and they, they put some stuff in there. A little salt shake, yeah. They got it. No, 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 no. They put some hair in there. Oh, I thought they had a little stuff you sprinkle. Because they got that, you know, they, it looked like real hell. No, they glued it in. So Whoa. Yeah, I watched him do it. And they cut it. Wow. Okay, you come here, might not, might not be able to tell it then. Wow. Okay then. 
Y'all know that right. But they had the right blade to look like to get it hooked up. But I said that to say this, y'all, for real. You what you got. Stop looking at your hood like it ain't nobody else's. I mean, God didn't give everybody the same thing. He didn't give everybody the same. You know what? I lend the ranch out. I love to go, I sound foolish. I sound like a car tow up or something. But when Rand do it, Rand sell records. I can't do it like Rand. And Luther, Luther be, I mean, man, I sound like a ghost when he sell somebody. But when he do it, you know what I'm saying? At the bottom line, we can't be the same. Use what you got. Hallelujah. Everybody can't do it, baby. Everybody ain't able. That's right. You know, Ed alone. Remember? Ed alone, when he was up there, he'd be, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this one. Then I turned to another channel to joke on that. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I was a man, everybody want to be Eddie now. Everybody want you to watch. And most of them ain't watching nothing. What about you? Watch this, watch this, watch this. They were standing there. They're like, watch him, watch him, watch him. <laughs> it's a mess, boy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, man. And, and everybody want to be, you know, the same thing. I mean, you look at these rappers these days. I'm talking to the young people now. Young people, I don't know what these children are saying. Y'all know what they're saying, Lauren? Baby, y'all know what them boys are saying? Dibbity, bobbity, bibbity, 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 bobbity, boobity. What are they talking about? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what they talking about. It's called mumble rap, I guess. I don't know what that is. I don't want to know. I know I don't. That stuff's crazy. But guess what? If we're going to take bibbidi-bobbidi to get that bibbidi-bobbidi about Jesus then, right? I mean, I've been trying to, I, I was at home the other day trying to make me one about Jesus. I tried to do the same thing they did, Lauren. I was in there. They both said, bibbidi-bobbidi. Like, <laughs> I said, Jesus on Calvary. Scooter said, not that, ain't it? <laughs> he said, Brian, I ain't gonna let you go out like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, you tell me the truth, Sue. Anthony tell me the truth. He don't know, bro. He's man, that ain't it, daddy. I said, all that said is, y'all, let's do what we got. We ain't got to do what nobody else does. Let's use what we got. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for such a time as this. <coughs> you have blessed us tremendously. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your blessings. I just thank you for an opportunity to stand before your people. <coughs> and it's found upon what you gave me, God. It's the truth and Father God, and, and, and I, I hope that I did what you wanted me to do. I believe that, and I feel that in my heart of hearts. I ask you to bless our pastor, strengthen him, God. Strengthen our first lady. Strengthen the church as a whole. Every member of this body, make it mighty and powerful for the tearing down of the devil's kingdom and to build up yours. We thank you praise you, God. We pray that your people Receive something from this message today. 
that will carry them through the week. Bless you, God. We thank you and we love you, Daddy. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was Pastor Lewis with Use What You Have. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe and share with someone you know. And tune in next week for more sermons from Truth and Love Ministries Church.